What is up, my people? Welcome to Fellowship Bible Church's Sermon Spotlight, where we're coming at you each and every week with a fresh service to debrief an effort to send biblical truth. What better way to do that than by the power of conversation? I'm Mark Francis in the host seat today. Once again, joining us in the co-host seat, Miss Abby Lindeberg. Hey, How are you? Going? Good. Um, the other person over here on the other side of us is Mr. Tim Sanford. We call you Pastor Tim Sanford. You can just call me Tim. That would Let's be call good. you yeah. Tim. But don't also call me host or co-host. You're, either one. No, you're the official. You're <laughs> the person vote. that keeps the uh, the train on the track, the wheels on the train, whatever you want to call it. Just make sure we don't get derailed somehow. Okay. <laughs> you you can uh, be the official person that continues to direct us towards that spiritual truth. So, how are you? I'm doing great, too. Thank awesome. You. It's good to be here. Good to be here. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to let you open this up. You were mentioning before we went live to record this about how you think you're amongst famous celebrity people. Yes. And I, yes. I would can just argue with that point. Well, I was giving you a hard time of, you know, you had a recording for us for the services, right? To we did. Give the announcements and everything. And I was just yeah. thinking, when did you do that? We did that on... Thursday, Thursday, a couple days before the service. Yeah. And obviously, yeah. you know, okay, we're in chapter 13, you know, some of the, the yeah. stuff and stuff, yeah. but whatever. But I just thought it was interesting how, in my mind anyways, there were things that the Lord tied in between what you guys were doing and then what I was talking about. Yeah. And it made a bit of a bridge is what yeah. it did, right? Like we did not connect. Acts 8. Boom, there it is. Right. right. We did not connect personally with you right. about right. where you're going. I mean, me being a part of the worship team, yes, I we hear from yeah. you. Um but it, it was a compilation of multiple different of ideas of how can we communicate announcements in a compelling way. Yeah. Um, how can we use what's going on here at the church to show how it is similar to what we're studying in Acts? And then how can we engage the, con the congregation in a way to where yeah. they feel like they're participating yeah. in what's going on? <clears throat> that was the heart of it. Right. And, and Acts 1-8 just continues to stand out. Yep. But also where we are with Acts 13. So I don't know that. Yeah, yeah. I also I thought it was funny. Uh, you talked about being famous or whatever, and you kind of pointed me out there in second service. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. But people around me were like, "Oh, oh, that's oh. you." And I was oh, like, yeah. Yeah. "Yeah, there you go." Yeah. So you well, sign an autograph for the end of the service. Right, right. Yeah. Well, Abby, yeah, you just share a little bit about your role here because mm -hmm. you you have a specific role that is kind of the, the paid title, but then you're also on the communication team, which right. is why you got roped into that. So just give yeah. us a little bit about yeah, what so you do Yeah, so I there. mostly work with uh, youth um, in the administration <clears throat> part of that. So their registration for events and keeping groups organized. And I also lead a small group. Um, and then I'm on the communications team, which means I make a lot of the graphics or print materials that we have here. And then I've participated in the podcast, so then helping with the announcements is also part of communications and the podcast. Yeah, so. so it goes hand in hand. And it was kind of a, some of the worship team's ideas to go to the communication team in a way to say, hey, how can we tell these things in a compelling way that really helps weave it all together? So it was more than just one person's idea. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, so, uh, Tim, let me come to you first because okay. – Share what you did here. I'm just curious. Let's just stay on this theme for a little bit of what you see God doing in FBC and how it compares to the early church and, and how the book of Acts and what you've been studying, um, yeah, how well, it's related. I, I feel like we can see great parallels, actually. And I don't mean that in a like, ooh, look at us kind of stuff, but <clears throat> that, you know, God is continuing to do what God does. And so when we see it in the scripture, we can trust that 
He's wanting to do that throughout the world, right? So here we are as a group of believers. And like I said, in one of the services, at least that, you know, our elders have talked about the possibility of having other mm -hmm. church plants that we do. Well, that means we have to be involved at some level. We've got to be, it could just be that we're saying, hey, we're with you guys. You know, it's the laying on of hands that was talked about yeah. there like that. We're identified with you. And so you're not going out there, whoever the you is, you're not going out there on your own. You've you, you got a whole family still behind you. And we see that in both churches that we've planted, right? Like there's still mm -hmm. a connection and a strong connection with those, um, the leadership of those, of those two uh, churches and in engaging with the people of those churches too, yeah. right? Like, so it's that kind of stuff that just seems to be happening. And then I think that the Lord is, um, I'm hearing a lot, a lot of talk amongst different ones about discipleship. So that seems to mm -hmm. be becoming more and more of a, yeah, we need to be involved in all of that. Well, if that happens, there's just going to be growth that's going to occur and um, more and more health to where God is, he's got instruments tools in his in his bag right mm -hmm. that he hey he's been developing us and using us and so now there's a launch so to speak. and it's, it, it is kind of cool to think that i think you said this not this past week but maybe the week before of how no one person is more special than another when right. it comes to the body of christ and what our gifts and what our talents and what we bring to the table right and so the fact that somebody might be sent to go to a foreign land uh, as a missionary, as you know, Paul right. and Barnabas and these guys are doing, doesn't elevate them. Or as that passage was reading, you know, some were prophets and they were sent to go yeah. teach. It doesn't elevate them. There's right. a there's a call and a role to each one of us here in this body of how we can participate right. with them with this, whether it be through prayer right. or through the support of giving or through the the care and just wrapping around something and be like, how can we encourage you today? And, and there's, there is a doing component to it, but it's of a church this size, we're all not going to be out there going to do things. Right. Mm -hmm. So we're participating together yeah. as the early church yeah. did yeah, um, because exactly. there's, there's the support. Not everyone was able to go to <clears throat> and travel to all these remote towns that were studying in the right. book of Acts. They, right. There was, the church was gathered to, to do what they were called to do. Yep. Yeah. And we're, we're called in that way too. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's right. Okay, so let's dive into the sermon. Okay. Because that's where, where we are. So Abby, I'll turn to you yeah. um, and, and give us kind of just the, the summary of not just the passage of where we are right. here with Paul's first sermon. Right. Well, Don't I... Don't do too well at this because you might do the <laughs> review maybe next week. You oh, never know. Oh, boy. <laughs> I was going to say, I really appreciated Ben's review. <laughs> um, I just thought that was kind of helpful for context and even like the map and drawing that. I just think he explained it really well. Um, Emma and I personally asked Ben a lot of questions a lot of times because we like the way he explains things. Yeah. So yeah. I thought that was great having yeah. him up there just to run through and pick up where we left off mm -hmm. and then um, mm -hmm. going through Acts, you know, talking about um, Paul's first recorded sermon here that we have, I just appreciated the background there and all the details that mm -hmm. he um, brought in. But you asked you asked him to do that, or? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I had actually wanted him to do the uh, uh, two weeks ago, right? Okay. Because because we were going to be talking some about John Mark. Oh mm -hmm. yeah. And just kind of as part of that whole theme of okay, here's a young man who's um, engaging with Paul and Barnabas, right? He backs out, but later on he recovers from that. We'll see mm -hmm. that happen. And um, so in keeping with that, I had asked Ben to do that. And so we'll, we'll see how it goes, you know, like 
Maybe someone else next You're time. You're setting a new precedent <laughs> from the pulpit <laughs> I don't know. that brings a component of uh, the, the rest of us yeah. to, to be involved yeah. in what does that look like. So, wow, Abby, right. she, he's starting to call you out, I think. Watch out. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so we are in, in Acts 13, uh, and you covered verses 13 through 43, essentially, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Um, 43. 14 to 41. Okay, yeah, and, and, and a majority of that is yeah. this sermon where you, yeah. you started to dive and unpack that. And I, and I know that you you probably were tempted even last week to keep keep preaching and say, you know, so yeah. there is a break in the action yeah. there. Uh, walk us through what that study was like, because I heard you share that even last week on the podcast of just how there's parts of you that's like, man, what am I, what's the nugget here? What's yeah. the takeaway? Yeah. You know, so what did you feel like that was the key takeaway from this sermon? I, I, I felt like, um, okay, he lays this out so, so well. And I personally, I could be wrong, but I don't feel like it's a, um, well, Paul is just such an organized guy and he's mm. just such a great speaker and, you know, this kind of stuff. He talks about some of that as far as his delivery or whatever and how people, like, this is how people thought about him. And, you know, he's so mighty when he writes, but when he's here, he's not, this mm -hmm. kind of stuff, right? So I don't necessarily feel like <clears throat> what we're seeing is, um, oh, it's just his personality. It could be, mm -hmm. but it's probably more that it's the Spirit of God at work through him in in leading him into that in an understanding of that and for him then to lay out for us i think um information that is helpful like i was trying to say not so much that this is the here step one step two step three and you go through that but more when we're engaging with people can we do it in such a way that their mind can track right so that they can follow along and go oh that makes sense to me. That makes sense to me. That makes sense to me. I reject it or I accept that, right? Like, but instead, so often we ask them to believe something that we've never really done any foundational stuff. There's too much of an assumption that they know certain things. Um, and in our day and age, that's just not true. Mm -hmm. right? like, so we really need to be thinking about this. And some people don't like that because what it means then is that I need to have a greater understanding of, of those things that I'm going to be speaking of. Some of us are intimidated by that, but some of us, frankly, there's there's times when there's a there's a aspect of laziness. I don't want to get into that, um, but when you begin to value it, when you begin to see that this has the potential for the Spirit of God to use this in a life changing way, mm -hmm. man, that gets exciting because now you're partnering together with the Spirit of God as He's working through you. To you're not convincing the heart; you're just sharing the things. You're the witness. Mm -hmm that he convinces the heart, hey, what Mark is saying here, mm. boom, we're going to drive that one home. Right? Yeah, and that makes a lot of sense um, <clears throat> as to why he was like recounting some of these um, events like of yeah. David and yeah. in the past and showing that it's a prophecy fulfilled. So it's right. like, maybe, maybe you know the story or maybe you don't, but I'm going to recount this for you and tell yeah. you how God used it yes. like in present time. Yes. I think that's really cool. I'm, I'm personally in my personal devotional time going through the Old Testament. So I feel like it's all fresh in my mind. So like yeah. having it recounted, I'm like, yeah, I just read that. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it pu puts them together, right? right? Uh -huh. Otherwise, you're reading Old Testament stories. Mm -hmm. They're good stories. Yeah. I mean, I grew up on David and Goliath and, you know, like all these yeah. good stories, but I didn't understand how they connected. Right. And there's a weaving all through the Old Testament too, this pointing to Christ. But then there's, here's Paul actually showing us some of that kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah. And the context is, is still key. You know, the context of, of what Ben 
recounted yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. of putting it in context of who's Paul, who is Paul's audience? Who is he preaching to? And, and what are the words that the Holy Spirit puts on his mouth yeah. to, to work in the hearts of who his audience is? And how how does that relate to us? You know, and we can rely on the Holy Spirit yeah. to have the words be said appropriately to who we might be sharing. Right. But right. the truths are going to be the same. I mean, yep. Christ came; He's the Son of God. He died. He rose again. And now, where's our faith? Are we putting our faith yep. in Him? Yep. And the the neat thing of what was noted in this specific sermon was that Christ's body did not go on. Un, undergo decay yeah right right and and so there's this component of the resurrection and what specifically christ fulfilled in that specific prophecy um you really hit that home for us i feel like that there is this yeah david his body's under he yeah. he went under decay yeah jesus no sir None. you know and so yeah. there's something to who that audience was yeah. that i'm sure in that moment was hitting home of people right you know of like right. oh <laughs> yeah that happened yeah. right and and, yeah. and how we can recount you know just a couple weeks ago is easter mm-hmm. and the resurrection that still is part that has to be part of our gospel story mm-hmm. and and in, in any of these sermons that yeah. we're seeing from peter and now from paul christ is alive yeah you know yep yeah. and i i i think i may have said something in one of the sermons but or services that we had but not probably highlighted enough of um like it was the once for all, it was a sacrifice that was once for all, mm. but it was also that whole thing of um, never to see corruption. Like he will not go back. Mm. He will not go back to the grave. It is a done. He will never see corruption, right? Where <clears throat> even Lazarus, right? He brings him alive, <laughs> yeah. right? Not under his own power, right? Mm-hmm. But he comes alive, but guess what? He dies again. Mm-hmm. And so here, but here's Christ who has been raised from the dead. Now, serves as a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek, right? That's what the scripture mm-hmm. tells us. So he is always ever able to say, wait a minute here. Now that particular thing there, uh, dad, father, I paid for that one right there. That was part of the sacrifice right there. And as a priest interceding on our behalf so that you're never then brought, that's why it's justified, right? You're declared righteous mm. and never again can those charges be brought against you because you've been declared so by the judge and you have an advocate, Jesus the Christ, who's your high priest. Mm. And he will always say, there's my sacrifice paid for all that. Mm-hmm. That's amazing truth. But if you don't know that, man, you're you're like doing penance, right? You're you're doing things that you feel like are necessary in order to get back into the good graces of God, only to find out you've always been in them because of this marvelous one called Jesus who died for you. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Very. Yeah, and it it really makes the warning then that Paul gives towards the end there that stands out of like yeah. don't not believe right like all these things have been demonstrated to you don't forget about them yes this is your opportunity this is your proof of believing right yep yeah and you mentioned um i i just have to come back to good friday because of just again the resurrection but what christ did on the cross and i feel like that was a part of what paul's sermon was talking about of how yes his body didn't undergo decay right and that there's a component of like what did his shed blood accomplish for us you know and what the priest you're talking about melchizedek and that order of the high priest right. that you know, christ paid for it <laughs> once and for all right and going back to that good friday service to me was is just 
really refreshing to, to focus on that blood component of what God set forth in the Old Testament, like you're studying through Old Testament yeah, stories right. yeah. and how it sets us up to say, but when Jesus paid that price, it's once and for all. Mm-hmm. And what does that shed blood accomplish for us? You know, and, and I love the fact that Hebrews 10 says that we can boldly enter heaven's most holy place because yeah. of the blood of Jesus. That's right. And there's uh, something that that, uh, that accomplished so much for us, mm-hmm. uh, along with tons of other things that the blood accomplished. But right. to me, that was a highlight uh, yeah. to, to look at those passages yeah. to say, yes, you know, when Christ was, uh, when he was on the cross and his blood was shed, it accomplished this. But then when he was raised, man, we now have access to yep. the Father. Yep. And, and that's part of what Paul is preaching and, and trying to convey to the Jews and yeah. the Gentiles yeah. in that sermon. Yep. Yep. Raised from the dead. Yeah. Right? That's what we were talking about. And and the satisfaction of God's heart in that this was sufficient payment in full for all of my sin, all of your sins, all of the world's sin, everybody. That, you think about the um, effectiveness of that. It really is. It's on such a grand scale. It blows our minds. Mm-hmm. At least mine. Yeah. <laughs> well, we like to talk about applications as well. Um, of, of kind of what it means to us. We're constantly covering that on the Sermon Spotlight podcast. Um, and, and last week, Rose is even complimenting you on how you, you kind of progress one verse or two at a time, and then, bam, there's an yeah. application. Yeah. Um, were there things left on the cutting room floor? Were there things that you weren't able to really cover um, with your pseudo time limits that are Because my son took you? up more time than Yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. You know. yeah there, I... I don't know if it was so much that it was left on the floor as much as I I heard from some who heard multiple uh, services like oh you said this there but you didn't uh, say it here but then you said uh, this that you didn't say there so and some of that I just look at it as okay Lord this is part of what you're doing for the people who are there at that particular yeah, time. audience thing yeah uh-huh. so but I, I felt like um, I knew that going with such a big chunk that we were doing 14 to 41 that I was going to have to be moving through that fairly fast. And then with Ben coming on, I knew I was going to lose, you know, some time there too. And uh, of course, I think two out of the three, I was over time, but um, I just, I felt like uh, the Lord was just encouraging me again with um, like, this is my stuff and I can, the, you know, you, you said even just a little bit, you did such a good job at, well, the reality is, is I'm just telling you what Paul wrote, <laughs> yeah, right? right? He did such a good job, really, of articulating that as the Spirit of God led him in that. We just get a chance to read it. And and it's, I don't know, he just, uh, that whole scope of things that he's talking about, uh, he, he didn't leave anything on the cutting floor, I'll say that. Mm, right? mm-hmm. That's important. Yes. That's, that's the takeaway. Yes. What's in Scripture yep. is there. And even the whole part of like the warning at the end, mm-hmm. I don't know about you guys, but so I grew up in a, in a church environment where oftentimes um, a warning would be given and it would, it's what I call the bony finger. Like, mm-hmm. and it was kind of like hellfire and damnation type stuff. And boy, you, sometimes you were getting scared into heaven type thing. Mm-hmm. So I come away from that with a little bit of a, mm, I don't want to do that kind of stuff. Right. But it was good to see this. Paul is not afraid to actually, I don't think he warned him with a bony finger. I think the warning was a gracious warning. Guys, 
here's what the Word of God says about that. Please do not back off from this by unbelief. And he could have gone back to like our forefathers who left Egypt but didn't get into the promised land. Mm -hmm. They didn't enter because of unbelief, right? Like that's the reality. And he could have picked out a number. Those who were told to look at the serpent and the, they died because of unbelief. They wouldn't know. It's stupid to look at a serpent. And that's going to keep me from dying from my snake bite, right? These are all examples of some who did and some who didn't. And there's a warning out there. And we're told in other places in scripture that these are written for our admonition, right? For our warning, for us to, to know. So I think there's a fairness to that without that becoming such a this this heavy cloak of oh my word and now I'm I'm running from hell mm -hmm. rather than running to heaven mm -hmm. if you can say it that way mm -hmm. yeah <clears throat> yeah that's that uh, substance and evidence that you were talking yeah. about too like it's yes. just it's so clear I feel like the way he yep. lays it all out that you yep. just you have this evidence that you can hold on to yeah. and you can run towards yeah. heaven with that yep but you're called to make a decision yeah am I going to believe this evidence or not mm -hmm. right and some people won't. And that's true out like, hey, you, you can present evidence to a jury and they just won't believe it, right? Because yeah. the other lawyer is a little bit better and he's convincing them of a lie, maybe. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. So some people, the enemy of our soul is a liar. That's what he's called, the father of lies. So he's always trying to do that. The whole world system is his to um, use in that lie. And there's a lot who believe that rather than the truth. So we have an opportunity, not that it rests on us as, as in the burden is on us, but we have an opportunity to clearly present that with substance and evidence mm -hmm. in such a way that a person's faith can hang on that rather than you're asking me to believe something out of thin air. Mm -hmm. And when that's presented, when, when God is on display, people's lives are changed. Yeah. People's yeah. Uh, hearts get set on fire. Yep. You look at it, and at the end of this sermon, verse 42, as they were going out, the people kept begging that yes. these things might be spoken to them the next Sabbath. Mm -hmm. You know, so there's this like yearning to continue to grow in the knowledge of who yeah. God is yeah. based off of the resurrection <laughs> and what Paul was presenting to them. Yeah. And so, yeah, there's going to be people that are not going to believe, but the ones that do, yeah. there is going to be something that's set on fire to continue to cause them to grow. And that's yeah. what scripture happened. 2,000 years ago, it's the same story. Yeah. It's the same message that's being presented here in this building that we're in every yes. single week. Yeah. So that's that's exciting to me that when we present Christ, when we lift him up, you know, people yeah. be drawn yeah. to that. And again, I, I don't know what your backgrounds were like, right? But I was raised in a Christian home and uh, went to church, Sunday school, had, all, like I said, all these stories, David and Goliath, you know, Noah and the Ark, all these different stories. I didn't know how they fit together. Hmm. So I would say up until my early 20s, I would have never been in their shoes of like, wait, come on, keep talking, right? <laughs> or we got to get this next time, next week, whatever. Uh, but I had a teacher who began to teach me in my 20s and literally I'm on the edge of my seat. And an hour goes by and he's like, well, we got to stop. And I remember literally begging him, please, let's do a, just one more hour. Just, just go one more. And I'm thinking, who is this person? Mm -hmm. Well, it's because he was laying it out, just kind of like what Paul did there, laying it out in such a way that it was like, oh, this is making sense to mm -hmm. me before I'm trying to fit it all together. And I'm not doing a good job at this. Mm -hmm. And he's making sense for me through this. And it's like, oh, don't stop because my mind is tracking. I want to keep tracking mm -hmm. on that. It was phenomenal mm -hmm. stuff. And so um, 
quite often, I have found that I can leave, certainly not when I teach or when Mark teaches or Caleb, but, uh, <laughs> but I can leave sometimes uh, and maybe my wife hasn't gone to church with me or something. She'll say, she'll, when I get home, well, what was that one about? And I have to work to remember mm. what I just heard 30 minutes ago, mm -hmm. right? But when he catches your heart like this and you, mm. you're, you're able to follow along and track that, I tell you, it's just right there, right? Yeah. Because mm -hmm. the Spirit of God is just renewing our mind with it. Yeah. And I, I, my worship brain kicks in here where we're not just talking about the sermon here. I love talking about the entire 75-minute yeah. package yeah. because it all is God on display yeah. on any given weekend yeah. when we gather. Um, but just even leaving with the song that says that um, you know, the title is, is There is a Redeemer, but leaving your spirit here till the work on earth is yeah. done is, is a is a phrase that I know the worship team was hoping that yeah. the congregation would grab onto and I just wanted yeah. to emphasize that again yeah. that there is this emphasis of the spirit who is here until the work on earth is done there he is the one continually at yep. work yeah so looking for things like that in the worship time and hopefully God does that for you guys watching and listening when you're hearing a sermon right. and Tim you've mentioned this before that the a, a lyric of a song it just like oh wow yeah. That's how God's connecting the dots right. here in this time together, right. yeah. or a passage that might be read beforehand. Yeah. And, and to me, that's just God just showing each one of us what he has to say to us in that moment right. in a corporate gathering. Right. And so, yes, sermons are what we talk about here most of the time, yeah. but I will, <laughs> bring it, I will bring it yeah. around to everything else. That's yeah. Right. yeah, It's all part of that. Abby, you've got tons of notes. I mean, or before we wrap up here, I, I want to bring it back to you to see, is there something that was really sticking out that you wanted to touch uh, on? Well, your one point, well, I guess it was two points in one, of demonstrating God's satisfaction with the sacrifice. I just thought that was really interesting. I mean, obviously, Jesus is perfect, but I guess I never, like, considered, like, that's the only thing that would satisfy God, which it's like, we know that. Right. But this, this is evidence that yeah. he was satisfied with this. Yes. And we can, like, we can yeah. rest in that. Yeah. Um, no and doubt. also God's power over death. And it's, yeah, I know he has power over death, but it's, it's the combination of mm -hmm. those two. Like you were saying mm -hmm. with Paul, it's yep. like, I was just tracking like, okay, yeah, yeah. I'm yep. understanding this. I'm yep. tracking. I understand, like I get this whole flow and it felt like it opened something new, even though they weren't new words mm. to me. Right. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And that's another example of where we're trying to put together these truths in such a way that, um, that, what happens, what you just described happens. And it's like, oh, that makes sense to me. That makes sense to me. So now a person is is choosing to reject that or choosing to accept that as opposed to, I just don't understand, mm -hmm. right? We've left them in the dark. But now they're in a place. And then they stand before the Lord. Hey, I, I didn't know that. No, th this was clearly laid out to you, right? You're without excuse. And... um Obviously, we would prefer that they hear that, and I'm going to put my trust in that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow, amazing. Well, you guys, I think we covered a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's helpful. Helpful. So thank you, Tim, for being here. And You're welcome. Abby, you too. Let's just bring it back full circle to talking about the announcements and the things that are going on here in, in the church. Yeah. So just remember that there is an upcoming um, special biblical training center class in the month of May um, that is going to be building bridges in a... Uh, what was it called? Divided, Divided culture. culture. Yeah. yeah. Um, so be four weeks of that. And it doesn't matter which time you come to. It could be 9 o'clock. If you attend the first service on a Sunday morning, then go to the second sec section of it. 
If you attend 1045, come early, nine o'clock. It's there for you, either one. So that's gonna be really cool to where you can continue to see how to build bridges in our culture in that way. Um, and just what we mentioned before, just be, be aware of things to pray for, um, whether it be a family camp that's going out, people from our church going out to North Dakota or the Zambia trip of youth and adults going out to um, Africa coming up, uh, vacation Bible school here for our local component. So there's a lot going on that you can participate in, whether it be actually doing something, contributing through money, or just praying. Yep. So that's the short of it all. So thanks, guys, yeah. for being yeah, here. Thank thanks for watching and listening, everyone. The fact of the matter, guys, is that sermons are not meant just to take an hour, but rather transform a lifetime. Until next week, much love and God bless.